I just froze. And I was just staring at my bedroom door in front of me, staring at the door handle, waiting for it to move. And then I saw this weird sort of light coming from underneath the door through the keyhole. It's good to have you back for another episode of Your Ghost Stories. Today, it's just me hosting the podcast, as on today's show, we have a guest all the way from downstairs in my living room, my partner, Sammy. While we're queuing up some more awesome guests for you, I just really wanted to get Sammy on for this short episode, talk about some of her ghostly encounters. I won't go into any detail, I'll leave the storytelling to her. But one thing I do want to say about this story, which I find absolutely fascinating not just Sammy who's had experiences in the house she's about to talk about. Two other members of her family have also had similar experiences, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to each and every person that's followed or reviewed this podcast on Spotify or Apple. The numbers are certainly growing and with your help, the more followers and listeners we get, the bigger and better the show gets. If you'd like to join us on the show and tell your own story, you can either email us at yourghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com or head over to our website, yourghoststoriespodcast.com. On with the show. So welcome, Sammy. You've told me your stories before, which are certainly mysterious. And I think our listeners are going to love these. All of this takes place in your dad's house in Devon before we met. Yep, that's right. Back in 1999. Uh, it's quite an old house built in the Victorian era, which is about what 1837. Uh, overlooks the sea um, in Torquay, South Devon. It's pretty. It's my dad's dream house and perfect location. It. I at the time I was 11 years old when they bought the house. It was quite run down, um, so it needed some renovation work. The house is a four bedroom, and there's a small room at the back of the house known as the box room. That is where my story is set. But a bit of background information about that room, which is a bit eerie, is when my parents were doing up the property, doing some renovation works, there were some built-in wardrobes in the little box room and some of the floorboards sort of of that built-in wardrobe were loose and underneath they found um, a little book and it turns out that that book was actually a diary written by a guy that used to live there that was a doctor and the date in the diary um, showed that he lived there in 1912. Now, they didn't really, they didn't read the book. They put it away in a drawer somewhere um, for another day to go through it. Ever since then, the book, or should I say diary, hasn't been found, so that has disappeared. Did you read any of the entries in the diary? Like, do you know anything that he wrote? I didn't. Um, my mum read a little bit. There was some reference to him having some garden parties. Uh, but apart from that, she just she wishes she had read more of the book. But at the time, she just put it away in a drawer and thought she'd come back to it another time. But weirdly, no one's been able to find the diary since. Very spooky. Yes. And 
even spookier that that was found in the room where my story um, is set. So anyway, about a year later, my parents separated. So I moved down um, up, should I say, to Cambridge with my mum, brother and sister. Then after college, I moved back down to Torquay um, and moved in with my dad. And at some point, I ended up in that box room. Now, I should probably say that I'm a complete skeptic, so I don't or didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that until my encounter, should I say? So one night I was oh well, I probably should say that we call it the box room as you can probably imagine it's very small so you can only fit a single bed in there the bed was up against the wall and when I was if you're sitting up in the bed you can see the front you can see the bedroom door so I was lying in bed facing the wall and I woke up and or suddenly woke up god knows what time it was middle of the night and I could just feel a presence I could feel somebody sitting behind me on the bed not only could I sort of got that bone chilling feeling that somebody was there the bed dipped I could actually feel when someone sits on the bed you know mattress it dips I and I freaked out and I thought oh my god my dad has slept walked into my room and to me just to turn around to see him sitting there would have just freaked me out so first of all I'm pinching myself to check I am awake this isn't a dream I'm definitely awake and I'm thinking oh my god I've got to turn around and see my dad sitting there and tell him you've got to go back to bed he was known to sort of sleepwalk occasionally so that's that's what I put it down to I couldn't pack up the courage to turn around. So I thought, oh, I'll just move my foot so I could just feel him before turning around. I moved my foot and there was nothing behind me. So I turned around and the bedroom was empty. There was nobody sitting next to me, nobody in my room, but I could just feel somebody was sitting right next to me on the bed. So how did that make you feel when you turned around expecting to see your dad there, which was going to be terrifying in the first place, but then to turn around and absolutely nothing was there? What did that make you feel? I don't know. I, I think because I've never sort of really believed in ghosts or had any experience before, I just felt just that, you know, when you, it's really hard. I literally sort of, I froze, you know, when you like want to, scream out not that I needed to scream but I couldn't talk there was nothing I just froze I just sort of lay there and I was just petrified really because I know what I felt I I couldn't explain it and you know if I was trying to explain it I was thinking oh my god someone set walked into my room I was adamant somebody was sitting right next to me but when I saw no one was there it just made me freeze even more. The initial sort of being scared that, oh God, someone's gonna be sitting next to me and scare me, then turning into nobody's there. Now I'm even more terrified. It's a really weird feeling. So what did you do then when you turned around and saw absolutely nothing? I literally just closed my eyes and prayed that I fell back to sleep really, really quick. Sammy, this is not the end of the story then something else happens a few years later. Please carry on your story and let us know what happened. Yeah, so a few years later, well, you know how they always say that ghosts pick up on like bad energy, if, if there's lots of arguments or something terrible's happened? Um, well, 
to set the scene for this story, uh, my ex at the time, we had a massive row in the in the room, in the box room, uh, my bedroom. We had a, a massive row. Uh, he stormed out. I was actually home alone. So my dad and stepmom and little brother and sister were away for the weekend. So completely home alone, just me, went to bed. And again, middle of the night, just sort of woke up. I heard somebody running up the stairs. Uh, this was quite clear because we have wooden stairs. I just, I was so alert. And again, checking I was awake, pinching myself, thinking, oh my God, somebody's broken into the house and I'm home alone. I was just watching my bedroom door thinking, oh my God, somebody is going to open my bedroom door. I couldn't move. I couldn't. I was, I didn't know what to do. I just froze. And I was just staring at my bedroom door in front of me, staring at the door handle, waiting for it to move. And then I saw this weird sort of light coming from underneath the door and through the keyhole. But it was weird because when I looked to the window, it was pitch black, it was, it was night outside. So it wasn't the sunlight or anything. And I was like fixated on it. I just couldn't take my eyes off it for ages. It felt like hours. And I was so, I didn't hear any other noises after that. And I was just staring and didn't have the courage to actually get out of bed until morning. So yeah, I don't blame you. I think anyone in that position to be alone in that house, seeing something like that would be absolutely terrifying. So you said at the start, you were completely skeptical. So did these two encounters kind of change your mind? They did because like I said, I was initially, I'm trying to think, what could, what is this? Like, my dad's sleepwalking, but he wasn't. And then, oh my God, someone's in the house, but they weren't. So it really did change my mind. Then there was, it was a time before these two events happened, actually. I had a bit of a house party, um, just some friends, uh, giving them a little tour. And one of my friends went upstairs and this box room at the time was my little brother's nursery. And I opened the door and said, oh, this is this is Harrison's uh, nursery. And he stepped in and he started to act a bit strange. He was like, oh, I, I don't feel very comfortable in here. I'm, I'm just, uh, and I was like, well, what do you mean? It's just a, you know, it's a baby's nursery. And he's like, oh no, I, oh, I feel a bit weird I don't like it in here and and I just thought he was just messing around he's like oh I just got a really really weird feeling in there and obviously being a skeptic I just didn't think anything of it but then after my experiences and obviously you're here later on about my stepmums and my brother-in-law's experiences um, in that house as well I've definitely changed my mind not only you had an experience in this house your friend also felt a presence. And you two aren't the only ones either. So we were chatting to your stepmom recently and you didn't know this either, but she actually saw an apparition in the house. We've asked her to send over a voice note of what she saw. So you're gonna to listen to that right now. As you know, we've lived in Rockmead for oh, over 20 years. Um, nothing really has ever made me feel like there's um, anything here at all um, but a couple of years ago I was walking up the stairs and um, I just noticed ahead of me the feet of a young child um, and she was wearing like an old-fashioned long white nightdress 
and she was going up the stairs ahead of me and our stairs turned around to the left slightly and she just went round to the left um, and just disappeared. Um, I didn't feel frightened or anything at all, which I thought I would do. Um, my husband, Paul, doesn't believe me, but I'm not one for... I'm quite sceptical, I suppose, but I just felt very calm. I wasn't threatened or anything like that. And she just, as I said, just walked up the stairs in front of me. I noticed her feet and the, the bottom of her white nighty. and went round the banister and just disappeared. Um, I've never seen her again. Um, and it, I never feel like there's any sort of malevolent presence in the house. It was a a good, you know, a, always a good feeling here. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Wow, terrifying stuff. Sammy, what are your thoughts on what Nadine had to say? Very glad that I'm not living in that house anymore. We're going to stay there in a few weeks, which I can't say I'm now looking forward to. Not in the box room, though, so you'll be all right. We're in the safe room. Yeah, you're in the safe room. We've had three people that have had really strange, weird experiences in this house, and they're not the only ones either. Also, Sammy, your brother-in-law, Colin, has seen things while staying in your dad's house. Isn't that right? Yes, and his story, I'd say, tops everyone's. His really freaks me out. I won't give anything away, but yeah, it's a good story. And I've not even heard this story from Colin yet. I've been waiting to get him on the podcast. So we're going to hear all about that and continue Sammy's story in the next few episodes. Just want to say a massive thank you to Sammy for coming on this episode, sharing her stories to the public for the first time. And we hope you're looking forward to Colin's story too. A story always has a little bit more weight when there's more than one person that's had the experience. So thank you, Sammy, for sharing your stories. And now you can go back downstairs and look after the baby. Have you got any more final last words to share with us? Yeah, just looking back, it's just a really weird to think that the where the diary was found under the floorboards of the built-in wardrobe, which mysteriously disappeared, that's where these weird encounters happened. Thinking about it, coincidence or is there something going on in that room? I'd love to go into that room and pick up the floorboards again. What would you do if the diary was back there? I'd personally freak out, but I can bet that my dad still wouldn't move because it is his dream house. So ghosts or no ghost, he's not going anywhere. Let's face it, Sammy, you'd freak out if E.T. popped up on the TV screen. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that. He's freaky. Wouldn't want to see him in my garden at night, would you? Uh, I wouldn't mind. He's quite a friendly looking fun alien. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure you could um, ask your listeners to uh, email in if they think E.T.'s freaky and you'll get a few. I don't believe it. E.T.'s cute. No. No, he's not. A huge thank you to Nadine for sending over the voice clip to complete this episode. And thank you for joining us, Sammy. Enjoy your trip back downstairs. Thank you. Thank you.